What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Trophy Talk Podcast. It's episode number 39. Today, I am joined by Prince. Hey there. And Ace. Hello. Uh, so we've got a uh, news-packed episode for you. Um, and unlike last week where I totally lied, trivia will be back this week. I've actually got a question. Um, I had it last week, but I think I just kind of blew through it. <laughs> so, um, but first to the news. Uh, Square Enix is looking to sell IO Interactive, um, who made the most recent Hitman game. Kind of hairy. Subtitle. Yes, Hitman. Just Hitman. Mm. Didn't, didn't they make all the Hitman titles? Isn't that what didn't, IO Interactive do? See, I, I thought so. I, I might have been mistaken, or you know, maybe the same name, different company. I don't know. Um, I mean, it would certainly make more sense because. Um, rumors are ch- suggesting that IO Interactive has still has the rights to Hitman. Uh, so there's that. Um, yeah, they've been making Hitman since the year 2000. Before, obviously, they've been working on it. Right, yeah. I think the first one came out in like 2000, 2001. Um, but yeah, so it's looking like they're trying to... They're looking to ditch the studio and I guess by extension, potentially series. Um, which is unfortunate. the The last game was generally liked, I think, by most people. Um, I played it a little bit and enjoyed it, but as I tend to do with episodic games, I played the crap out of the like first episode, and then I put it down, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to wait for the rest of it, and never got back to it. Ah, oh, such a shame. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I paid for the full game, so certainly not my fault that they're trying to get rid of this. <laughs> That's a shame. Well, I hope it. Uh, I I I do like it as a series. I haven't probably bought a lot of the recent ones, which is a bit naughty. But yeah. um, I hope it I hope it does continue on and comes up with um, some sort of new new lease of life on it because it'd be a shame to to lose mm. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll see it on uh, Kickstarter or something soon. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they'll pull in a hundred million and make a Hitman game. <laughs> um, I don't know if they what they need is more budget, because they already had plenty of scope in that game. Variety, uh, replayability. Right, I was I was more joking about, you know, they they have had all of that money, so mm. I don't think it would really be feasible to do that. <laughs> I was quite happy with the way the latest one went and the way it's continues to be played occasionally um yeah. and i think that's a brilliant place for the series to be i mean i'm just as surprised as anyone that square enix is not content but then again this is square enix the same people that were not content okay. with the tomb raider reboot and not content with uh final fantasy but i suppose good things came out of final fantasy getting rethought but yeah um, definitely tomb raider ones didn't really draw me in i have to say yeah well it was like i mean it was critically very successful it it sold a good number of units um it it just did not meet their ridiculously high uh sales expectations Mm. they they rebooted the game and expected it to sell like five million units which for comparison uh even then like uh uh, call of duty was on the decline i think they sold like 12 or 13 million units that year Mm. for call of duty so it's not like five million units is nothing to sneeze at there's there's not a lot of games that top that mark. That's true. How are they how are they doing at the moment? Because they merged Square? together. Yeah, Square. Because they merged together, isn't it, and became Square Enix when they last yeah, having a bit time. of trouble. So are they just sort of preempting and trying to keep? Do you think? I maybe. I mean, I, I don't know that they were actually in trouble back then. I think it was more a. Uh, I think Square and Enix were both kind of at the top of their game then, and it just made sense because they had sort of complementing markets square had sort of really made it in the west whereas enix was doing much better in the east with you know um dragon quest and all that and so they were like hey let's combine forces and be this super mega thing i think that's kind of what happened but um i mean it's kind of hard to say like we don't know how much they're spending on these games they are putting out games that are selling we just don't know if what they're selling is making back the money they're putting in, putting into this. 
you know, that's kind of the big thing. Um, was it 10 million? They said they needed to sell 10 million Final Fantasy 15 or something to break even or whatever. I think, yeah, that was um, not quite the same vein as the Tomb Raider situation because that was, I think, um, an internal goal rather than a financial goal. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it, who, who knows? Again, I mean, that game was in development for forever, too, so mm. it, it had a lot to live up to. But, um, yeah, I mean, Square Enix, I think, is doing just fine. They've got plenty of stuff going on. They are constantly making new games and um well i don't think hitman has worked uh, sorry i don't think deus ex has worked out the way they'd intended a few years back they talked about having a huge universe and then that fell by the wayside and the latest game has not done extraordinarily well yeah i think i think they're having a little bit of trouble with their b tier of Mm. properties which is still you know triple a tier by by far but it's not, you know, Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest or any of that stuff. It's um, properties that they sort of pulled in over the past I don't know, 10, 15 years. Um, Tomb Raider has done all right, but it's been having some issues. The first one didn't sell as well as they would have liked. The second one definitely didn't sell as well as they would have liked, though at least partially because it freaking released on the same day as Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's a little bit of trouble with that. and. Deus Ex, like, after the first one, Square Enix, like, they, I guess they had plans for, like, three more games after the second one, which now it looks like that entire thing is scrapped and the game's on hold. Um, so I think their B tier is having some issues, but they found solid footing with their A tier, and God knows that if they had any kind of real issues, you know, all they have to do is remaster a Final Fantasy and put it out, and people freaking pay like crazy. Well, totally. They already do that. And their and their mobile market does just fine. So, mm. so I think I think they're plenty healthy. I, I don't think that you know they're really hurting just yet, but they're just not doing as well as they would have liked. Cool. Okay. Uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, Overwatch is a wildly popular game that's been making bucket loads of money. Uh, in a strange twist. Um, we we kind of play a part in the latest drama of Overwatch. Uh, so some data mining revealed the Overwatch Game of the Year edition. Did you hear about that? I heard about that. <laughs> um, so uh, Richard actually tweeted about this because he, he thought it was quite funny. Uh, IGN found uh, this random out-of-the-way site called True Achievements that apparently data mines the... Uh, xbox store (laughs) and uh dug up the overwatch game of the year edition and so naturally uh rich made a snarky comment about the store data mining of true achievements uh to which i had to agree the person even wrote trueachievements.com or whatever into their article and i'm sitting there like how did you write true achievements and not figure out that the site does so much more than just data mine the store you know um anyways that has since been confirmed a game of the year edition will be coming out for overwatch um and there will be an anniversary event uh to coincide with the end of the first year of overwatch um there will be a free weekend uh may 26th to may 29th uh anything you unlock or level up will be able to carry over to a whole version of the game um, and then they are having an actual event from May 23rd to the uh, June 12th. Uh, and then the Game of the Year edition, which you may scratch your head and say, but all of the stuff is free. Well, the Game of the Year edition gives you 10 free loot boxes, um, which I don't know that that's really you know, a great deal. But it also comes with a bunch of other collectibles and vintage skins and stuff for other blizzard games skins for you know starcraft and uh the card game that i'm blanking on uh, hearthstone yes uh, stuff like that so, well that's true not- um all of those bonus things are included in the old origins edition which is the console edition by default um yeah 
So in, on the console front, nobody is going to have any benefit from buying the Game of the Year edition. The 10 loot boxes are worth approximately $10. Um, so it's clearly not worth... For a year-old game. Upgrade. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you can look at it and see if, if I don't know, maybe we're missing something. Uh, but it doesn't seem like it's a particularly great deal. I think it's quite clear what they're trying to do. They're simply trying to re-release an old game as a new game without adding even 10 seconds of content to it. So, I, You know, I don't even know if it's really that good. Like, they're, in a way, sort of trying to create value. Like, they're not just trying to re-release it. They're They're literally just trying to get you to look at it and say, huh. worth of Overwatch content a year down the road, and since it's Game of the Year edition, well, obviously it comes with all of the DLC stuff, which was free. Um, So, yeah, it's a little bit uh, odd, and maybe a little bit gross, but um, (laughs) it is a... (laughs) Well, can't blame them for trying, but can blame them for being, for, for giving giving it a kind of sleazy try. Um, <laughs> we don't know what so, the price will be, but hopefully it's not $60. I mean, no one in the UK would, or no one should pay £40 for a game that you can buy basically the exact same version of for agreed. much, much less. And uh, the fact that um, in the current generation, PS4 and Xbox One, the games have to be installed on the hard drive anyway. So having the DLC on the disc won't make one iota of difference unless you can't download, in which case, why are you playing an online-only game? So, yeah. yeah, right. I mean, theoretically, you can play against bots, but trust me, not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, be wary when looking at that. Um, this one will make Ace very happy. Uh, Sonic Forces will feature character creation. Yay, Sonic! <laughs> Excellent. Ah, oh, I'm looking forward to that. I saw the trailer, and it's interesting. Um, I mean, like like most Sonic fans, there's been one at least one time when you sort of scribble down an idea for, you know, what what character you'd have, what species it'd be, what color, style right. of shoes and gloves, and the, the <laughs> basics bits in there. And I'm sure no one ever thought that um, wrapping their character in in mummy <laughs> bandages yeah. was was a good idea. But hey. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think Sega has kind of learned, like, nobody's liking any of the character designs we make. Maybe we should just let them make their own? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a good way of sidestepping well, that problem. I don't know. It's, <laughs> we'll like, some, it of them, some of them were highly successful. Shadow. Uh, I quite like Silver. I don't know how much other people like him. I didn't play that. Forgettable. I think it's... Yeah. Yeah. Well... Yeah, he was pretty much devoid of personality. That was the point, I kind though. Of, that, that was yeah. his character, wasn't it? <laughs> what, like He's a supposed Mary to be the Sue. opposite of Shadow, right? Well, well, no, not really. I mean, so Shadow is okay. kind of a hard, hard guy from from his sort of uh, upbringing and and, ex- and what he's gone through. That he's lost memories and and right. he's sort of having difficulty adjusting. That that's where his sort of attitude comes from. Whereas Silver has come back from a post-apocalyptic future that supposedly Sonic caused. Well, that's what he thought. And Good job, um, Sonic. Yeah, yeah. And you know, obviously, it, you can tell from sort of technology and stuff. He, he's supposed to be a bit more sort of a bit more calm and calculated, but it comes off as cold. But uh, yeah, naturally, um, naturally, yeah. But I like this. This is an interesting little twist here, where based on the species, it does different. Has a different uh, ability, or if you can call it an ability, I mean, some of these are a bit lame. Indeed. Restarts with yeah. five rings after the player dies. So that's. I wish they had something a bit better for the dog. But yeah, uh, so it's um. There are what seven species at least so far announced. Seven rings got... in hand. Huh. Seven rings in hand. Uh huh. Um. So the bear um can blow away enemies with a homing attack. Um, the bird flies um, instead of using double jump, it seems. Um, the cat species uh, gets to keep one ring after being hit, so I'm not entirely sure how that works. Like, if you only have one ring and get hit, then you have no rings? Or, like, how do you die? 
Um, the dog mm. restarts with five rings after you die. Uh, if you are a hedgehog, you can collect rings when getting damaged. I'm, I'm again, not sure how you die. Uh, mm. Rabbit has uh, longer invincible time after taking damage. Yay, iframes. And the wolf automatically draws in rings when near them. Mm. Um, nice. And then on top of that, you can customize uh, like shoes and gloves and gadgets and things. Grappling hooks and stuff like that. It's, it's certainly a nice feature. But yeah. um, I hope they've got more more to the game than that. Um because a lot of everyone's concern is it looks a lot like the 2006 Sonic, which uh, we all know how that went. And, yeah, I think and a lot it of them looks since like Sonic, really. So, yeah. yeah, I mean that's the shame, you know, because you know the the best Sonic ones have been where they've gone. Let's let's do something really different, you know, and mm-hmm. that's why Sonic Adventure was really good. I didn't think yes. SA2 was very good, and that's why. <sighs> Generations was really good. Two was the best. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, let's we'll just see. They still haven't seen an awful lot of it. Have they? They've kept it quite under wraps. So fingers crossed. But this is nice. But it's interesting how it it looks a little cluttered now on the trailers because you've got modern Sonic, you've got classic Sonic, which was like so good in Generations. Let's do it again. And now you've got your own customizable character. So is it like three player or what? What's going on there? Or is it? <laughs> well, and, and so the trailer, which I think we have it going up on the site right now, mm. uh, did show it. It seemed like it was sort of cooperative. I mean, it was it was you know more concept than anything. It was CGI, or, but yeah, we've got uh, horrible flashbacks. Yeah, I know, right? Fl- flashbacks of Sonic Heroes. No, <laughs> customized character like tied up a group of robots with the grappling hook and then the two different sonics attacked them in a way that seemed to suggest like cooperative play but mm. I, I don't really know is it three player cooperative play are they just throwing it out there is it you know them just being flashy who knows who knows from what i saw i thought they were different styles of levels that the classic sonic had the side scrolling and the um, oh yes modern yep. sonic had fast levels apparently yeah. yeah. Yep. So now there's there could be like a third set of levels which is for your custom character. Yeah, like a standard yeah, I mean, speed. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. Or it could um, just be you could use your custom character instead of classical modern Sonic. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We shall find out. It's interesting. It's it's nice. I mean it's something I think a lot of Sonic fans have wanted in, in the game for a long time. It's a bit of yeah. uh custom well, characterization. They've done several of these already anyway, so why not? Um so in in a different tact from Sega, instead of uh, a series that the company won't let die, uh, it's planning on reviving um, some major IPs. Which IPs? We don't really know. Uh, theoretically, no this is yeah. Th- theoretically, this has already started with Shenmue Three, mm-hmm. but and Yakuza and Yakuza. Yeah, um, I mean in the West but, certainly. But other than that, we don't know. Uh, but they did have a major um, event, and they had slides and all that kind of stuff. And under, uh, what was it, packaged games, one of the bullet points was revival IPs. So we'll see what that actually ends up being. Was there anything in particular you guys wanted to see? Streets of Rage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they... Daytona, Sega Rally. Daytona, mm. let's go. A little, a little less on that one. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people are going to be really keen to get Fancy Star Online back. It wasn't one of my favorites, I have to say. Uh, Fancy Dragoon. Star Online 2 is on their list. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I think they were saying that um, that was still actually doing fairly well. Mm. Um, apparently. I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those Eastern, you know, it's big in Japan, South Korea yeah. or something. But I just hope it's not the likes of like Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi. <laughs> well, just best know, leave them where they were. <laughs> they've had some luck with that kind of stuff, so I wouldn't be too upset with it. <laughs> Both of those have been released on modern platforms in uh, vaguely 
remastered forms. Oh yeah, they did, didn't they? There was some remaster, yeah. All right, how about going really far back then? How about something like Outrun? <laughs> yeah. There's already too many car games. <laughs> well, it's one of those things, it's like, if you go if you go far enough back, it's like you get into, like, a weird sort of, I don't know, you, you had to use your imagination a lot. It's like, how would you reinvent this for it to make sense for a modern audience, you know? It's like, Cuber, you know? That's the kind yeah. of game, I mean... That's the kind of game where it's like, how would you even make that now? Um, and some companies just remake it. But I would love to see some old games like Outrun, see them revamp them and do something exciting with yeah. them. Yeah. Why not take a chance with them? They're sitting there not doing anything, right? Yeah, most, but most people aren't that attached to them anyways. The, well, that's true, I suppose. I'm not going not gonna to get too upset, but still rather avoid them just doing it for a cash grab you know it'd be nice like like with Shamu, yeah. where they're actually you know they're really putting the effort in and it's 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 going to be a good good continuation and that hopefully with with that and sega planning to revive major ips there's a good grouping of people that want the uh want a remaster on hd for um Shamu one and two so fingers crossed that's that's in their list yeah. it's not like people haven't been shouting at them for it <laughs> right it would be good to see another Mad World, the Wii game, which was um, yeah, had uh, sort of black and white and red graphics, and it had uh, extreme violence, but with a comedic overtone. And yeah. the main character goes through a sort of gauntlet with a chainsaw in his arm, and there's yeah. all sorts of interactive um, tools you can use to execute your uh, kills and so on. That was um, a very creative game. Yeah, I think using a lot of the older stuff, they can, I don't know, fill a sort of mid-tier publisher role. You know, I mean, Sega is definitely not what it used to be, but it definitely doesn't fit into NDC either. Uh, But it can, I think, if you set your expectations correctly, have a really strong mid-tier library. And that something like that could... I think do fairly well if they figure out how to do it right. Skies of Arcadia. Yes. That should come back. Yep. All right. So, uh, Netflix has announced that they're going to be doing a series on The Witcher. It's going to be based on the source material, not the games. Uh, CD Projekt Red is not involved, nor is uh, the voice actor who played Geralt. Though, apparently, he would like to, so if you're interested, you could probably look it up online and add your voice to it. Hmm. Thoughts? Nah, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, I'll believe Five it years from it. now, we won't see it, so... You know, <laughs> Netflix very rarely ends up throwing its money behind something and having it just disappear. Because hmm. it, it, their catalog is so huge... That they can put it out, get some clicks for a little while, and then it'll just disappear if they don't want to promote it anymore, you know? Yeah. So I suspect it'll eventually find its way out because it doesn't have, it doesn't take up the space of something else like normal TV does. You know, if you've got a slot, you've got a slot and you want to use it to the best of your ability. You want to put something there that's actually going to have people watching. Whereas this, it'll take up some space on a server. Somebody watches it, they do. If they don't, they don't. In other news, uh, Ubisoft has revealed the games it has coming out this year. It just had its 2017 fiscal earning call where they were basically going over, hey, we did all these awesome things last year and talking about what they're doing in the coming year to make lots more money. Um, And amongst the games coming out this year, this fiscal year, which runs through March 31st, you've got Assassin's Creed, Far Cry 5, The Crew, and uh, the fractured but whole South Park, uh, which is yeah. <laughs> which, I, I know. How can you not? Um, <laughs> the only one that has an actual date is South Park, which is October seventeenth. The rest are just coming out at some point in this fiscal year. When you say that, is that like the third, fourth, fifth date it's had? <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, it's it's I think a full year at this point after the original release date or window. 
because it was originally scheduled for fall of last year, I think. Yeah. And they delayed it into the first quarter of this. Well, I think they like delayed it a month and then they delayed it indefinitely. Mm. Or something. So yeah, it's, this is like the fourth time. Yeah. Uh, so don't hold your po- breath. <laughs> yeah. To, to the point where I was kind of like, I'm surprised that they didn't like delay it several more times as like a joke, you know? <laughs> I'm still wondering if they're trying to see if they're going to mass produce that um, newsless rift. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, I suppose uh, no no big surprises there, really. Um, nope. After promising to take a year off, um, we had an Assassin's Creed film and a HD collection, and now they're straight back onto it again. Yeah. Next year, so it's like well, uh, that's that's something. They they, I believe, if I remember correctly. They were discussing during the call, and it was uh, something along the lines of, you know, if we don't have an Assassin's Creed or whatever other game that year, then we just don't effing have one. <laughs> so, which is, uh, that's that's a good attitude to have, really. I mean, I'm sure the investors don't want to hear that, but, no. you know, if you are actually honest about that, then, hey, good for you. Well, I, it wouldn't be too bad if it moved to, a, you know, biannual release. Rather than trying yeah. to get one out every year, because uh, the last ones have had quite a few problems to start with, haven't they? So yeah, and there's, I think, the biggest problem that they probably had with that is, you know, when the engine starts out very stable to begin with, which is what happened with Assassin's Creed Two from the first one. You had a couple of years, you 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 know, kind of make sure that the engine is up to par, and then everything that was based on that was fine. And then when they really dramatically improved and increased everything, you kind of ended up with this problem where the engine was a little bit more shaky than it normally was, and they were still releasing games every year, which I think kind of reduces your chance to solidify the engine because you're adding stuff on top of it as quickly as you're trying to fix it. Yeah. Um, And so you're not really giving the engine a chance to breathe. So hopefully the year off will have given them the chance to really shore up the engine properly before releasing this game. Hopefully it'll be a little bit more sturdy. Hope so. Be nice. mm-hmm. as, for I, I the, um, as for the yeah. timing, um, yes. they've said uh, they're aiming for the year until, I guess, April 2018, but it's very likely, almost certain, that Assassin's Creed will instead come... Uh, in the it's peak normal. season at the end of this year, so around November. Yeah. Far Cry 5, on the other hand, is harder to predict because 3 and 4 both released in that peak season, but Far Cry Primal instead released around March. Right. Um, so it's hard to say where Far Cry 5 will appear. Right, it's a, it's a maybe more major numbered entry in the series rather than a sort of spinoff, mm-hmm. um, where Primal used essentially the same map as 4, and then was released as a sort of spin-off title. This is five, so maybe it'll be a little bit closer to that, or maybe they'll see the benefit of releasing it later in February. Because, I mean, right now you're looking at, they've already got um, South Park is coming on October 17th. Assassin's Creed is a mega franchise. It's literally one of the, you know, it is one of those games that it puts down its flag at some point and things just get out of the way. So that is undoubtedly something you need to put in the fall. So that's probably going to be the no, the November game. They've got a game in October. So maybe they hold off and put Far Cry 5 um, in February or, or March. Uh, but then again, I mean, what was it? Uh, Far Cry 3, I think, came out, maybe Far Cry 4 too, came out, what, December or something? November. So, wasn't it... Um, it was like December 4th. Far Cry. December. Uh, yeah, that's not how me at all. <laughs> Both of them came out in November. Um, but I thought you might say that they wouldn't go ahead and release two games in November. Um, and that may be true, but at the same time, this is Ubisoft, and they just successfully, very successfully, in fact, released both um, For Honor and Ghost Recon Wildlands in the same period. Um, and those are, as I understand it, the two highest-selling games of the year. 
So yes, so far. So that is, um, I suppose, proof in their courts that um, that you can release these pretty much whenever you like, as long as they're good on their own. I mean, yeah. it's not like Nintendo where they need to have a calendar. Ubisoft yeah. just needs the money in the financial year, and that's that. It doesn't matter what. Ben- yeah, benefit of being a third-party publisher. You yeah. just Whenever you put it out, as long as it sells. Um, and, you know, despite the fact that Ubisoft has its Ubisoft-styled game, realistically, Far Cry and Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed are basically, like, opposite ends of that Ubisoft spectrum. I was going to say, uh, they're, they're different types of games, so uh, not, not doing an EA. <laughs> yeah. Um, in, in, in my defense, uh, Far Cry 3 was released December 4th in North America. So, ah. I was not incorrect. <laughs> yeah. oh, good. Yep. Um, one of the few instances where you guys got a game earlier, which is probably down to, you know, them being French. Yes, um, probably. Yeah. Favoritism. Hope, um... Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying? Why not? Um, I hope that uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew is still uh, still on target for the 30th of May. I haven't heard anything. I, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit... I, I, maybe uh, I need to through that and see if it's in there um didn't see any mention of it but it has to be they can't delay it in literally an entire year when it's that close to coming out yeah though they did that with uh south park (laughs) (laughs) so who knows yeah the last time they delayed was about a week to go didn't they so (laughs) yeah Uh, no i'd say the last time before yeah so fingers crossed. I hope that comes out because my VR headset's got dust on it. I need to need to yeah, clean the, it and buy a proper case for it. <laughs> I, I just did a a quick cursory text search through their slideshow, and it did not mention star or bridge in the uh, outline. So who knows? It, it, <laughs> hopefully, uh, it'll come out. Cross our fingers. Cross um, fingers. Maybe. Don't let me maybe down, they, maybe. Yeah, if they delay it, I mean, they've got Star Trek this Star Trek Discovery coming out, so I, I can't imagine that it would come out after that starts there. They haven't started filming it yet, have they? <laughs> well, yeah, but it's a TV show, so... Uh, yeah. I mean, they'll start filming it, and then six months later, it'll start um, coming. Mm. Um, so, just a couple small things. Uh, Ace Combat 7, which is a VR game that they showed off, if I remember correctly, when they were first showing off um, PlayStation VR uh, has been delayed till 2018. Yeah, do another VR game delayed. I mean, it was it was probably one of the most appropriate games for VR. Um, mm. It kind of had that uh, E Valkyrie thing where it was like, well, of course it's going to be in VR. It totally makes sense, and it's not going to. Uh, from what I understand, it's usually much better in games like that where you're in a cockpit, you don't get as motion sick and all that kind of stuff. So. Mm. It's a, maybe a little bit disappointing, disappointing to people that have VR that were looking forward to more experiences like that. Do you think it's turning out to be a bit harder to do these VR games? Or I mean, Ubisoft's one excuse for Star Trek was to be able to make it multi-platform, wasn't it? So that the Oculus One and the PlayStation 4 One you could play together, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah so something like that. Um, and we'll see how that goes. I don't know if it's necessarily difficult. According to uh, the developers, what they said was something along the lines of these these current-gen consoles are so powerful and so great, and the sky has opened up to us or something like that. Mm. So uh, <laughs> I guess they're, they're just going to be making more stuff, which kind of hard to argue with that. Like, if they're just going to be yeah. throwing more and better content into the game and releasing it in 2018 and doing what they want to do, hard to argue. True, true, yeah. It would be nice Just to a, see a good quality uh, VR yeah. fighter jet game. So Yeah, like a nice meaty yeah. game, you know? But not until 2018, apparently. Mm, I hope it's got a good co-op, you know? Wingman and all that lot. That Absolutely. Good, wouldn't it? Are you kidding? I mean, that would be one of those games. If they could like get proper like four-player or eight-player co-op, or, or even, you know, versus or something, that'd be so awesome. You know how many people would be geeking out playing it with you know with their little microphones on on their headsets and whatever and saying Fox One and and you know do a barrel roll. Six. yeah do a barrel <laughs> roll 
absolutely. People would be having a field day with that. It would. Oh God! I mean, it would be a disaster. There'd be so many videos on YouTube of people looking like idiots with this headset on, saying all sorts of absurd things. But the kind of experience that would be would just be so cool, you know. I mean, take take that. Like, if they nail this, I could totally see somebody going back and making an Independence Day video game. That would be so friggin' awesome, <laughs> you know. Even if it's just like a, a slimmed down version of this, it would just be so cool. Um, uh, an interesting game will be coming to Sony platforms the next Harvest Moon game will be coming to PS4 which is pretty neat Uh, it tasks you with uh, fixing a lighthouse or some such Um, undoubtedly I'm sure that this has something to do with the fact that Stardew Valley uh, made a killing at least for an indie game Uh, so Clearly, they were they saw the writing on the wall and were like, "Hey, we can make bunches of money by putting this thing on PlayStation." Hmm? Yep, Hopefully it's one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see how it goes. It's I think getting like one of the widest releases. Uh, it's going to be on PS4, Switch, and I think I saw it was going to be on PC too. So it looks like they're putting a lot of effort into this, hmm. at least money wise. Uh. Public E3 tickets have finally sold out. Uh, I think this was on the 15th. They uh, tweeted about being out of public tickets, which was surprising because I think they went up, what was it, like February or March or something? Uh, So it's taken several months when I expected that it would sell out in a couple of days. But they were hideously expensive. Yeah. They were. They were were very expensive. Um, But I, I just, I'm always amazed by how much, you know, how many rich people want to go to this kind of stuff and they're just like sure whatever and I, you know so i just kind of expected you know more people to do that but then again you know pe- people that are you know rich enough to go to it i'm sure can find a way to get in for you know on a press pass or something mm. or just because they're so it was also quite difficult wasn't it because uh people were like posting on twitter for ages sort of oh i'm in the queue the website's waiting for me you have to you had to click onto it and then leave your browser there for hours and hours for it to count down to your turn to purchase. And if wow. you missed it, then you you missed your turn. So, I mean, I feel bad for anyone who tried to do it on their phone. <laughs> like, yeah, huh? I've got to keep it charged. And I've got to keep the app open and not not go to sleep or anything. Or you know, and- if, if it refreshed, you you lost your spot. So, like, how does that work? You can't keep a a browser page for like hours or days <laughs> on a countdown. It's just ludicrous. It the timing goes goes straight out after like thirty minutes to an hour or something, doesn't it? It I don't know how yeah. they managed to have that work, but yeah, it's, you saw screenshots of it, and I can imagine so many people probably put their fist through the computer because they right. <laughs> lost their turn. <laughs> well, I, I imagine like the the way you described that because I, I didn't even bother looking. The way you described that sounds like they thought that the tickets would sell out faster too. Like if they had this weird complex line system or something, I don't know. It's, I, I, I don't know. The better part of my brain was just like, eh, who's going to really buy into this? It was like, what, $250 or something for the weekend. Yeah. After the initial discount. Right. And then, and that's, you know, not counting what is way more expensive, which is going to be your hotel stay. and flight accommodations if you need them and whatever else you know just just the cost of getting to go there in the first place would far outstrip you know the 250 dollars for the ticket because you've got a bunch of companies going to this thing and so all of the hotels are going to fill up and there's, it's going to be really scarce and you know companies will pay huge amounts of money for these rooms and spaces and things because they can afford to do that so mm-hmm. you're also competing against that uh so maybe that was part of it Maybe. But anyways, I mean, yeah. I, a lot of people I think gave up on the on the website. Yeah, it was you know we're in 2017, but it's still if anyone does a major event on the internet, the website cannot handle it. I mean, you know we've got right. we've got Microsoft Cloud, we've got Amazon Cloud. I think Google are doing a cloud now. You know, Maybe. and and you should be the whole point of these things is you should be able to vastly scale 
a servers to be able to cope with an influx and then tell them tell them off once once that yeah. goes. And yet, no matter what it is, if it's a Sony press conference or Microsoft unveiling the latest thing or whatever, whatever happens, it, the streams and that just collapse. <laughs> yeah. Just think, my God, why didn't you put enough servers or enough scaling on for this? You know, because. Right. Yeah, it's going to be a lot, but you're only going to need it for like 24 hours, 48 hours, and then you can scale back down to five servers, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, you know, it works for GTA 5, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, in other E3 news, something that I'm actually kind of excited about, uh, Devolver Digital announced that it's going to be doing its first ever E3 press conference. Uh, we don't know when or where. Uh, except that it will not be in the parking lot across the street from the convention center, which is where they will, will be doing their indie picnic, um, which is free to any badge holder, uh, and one will run each day of E3. Um, Sounds so, like a joke. <laughs> why is that? It's like, you know, where would it be? Not in the parking lot across from... It's like, not in the rubbish bin in well, the back alley. <laughs> well, it, it, no, it is actually... they're having a picnic, but they're saying we're not going to do... The press conference at the picnic. I'm hosting well, a party next week, and it's not going to be in the pond down the street. It, it no, is kind of a joke, mean... because in, in several instances, people have, like, um, who was it, Ouya? I think, like, they wouldn't let Ouya into E3, so they did their own event mm-hmm. across the street in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. um, so if I, if I had to guess, I'm guessing that they're referring to that. That, you know, they're, they're not just, like, being kept out of e3 or whatever um, yeah so just like I, some I, random guy that showed up with a speaker and just decided to have his own conference yeah, that yeah. Kind of scenario. Um, but it, it should be i mean i'm kind of excited regardless uh, mm. they've made some phenomenal uh indie well not made they are the publisher for in, a whole bunch of awesome indie games so they they are responsible for publishing Hotline Miami, Broforce, um, several others. Uh, I can't think of all of them off the top. Titan Souls, not a hero. Uh, maybe you've heard of this genital jousting. What? <laughs> yeah, you haven't you haven't heard of it. Uh, yeah, uh, Downwell. They published Downwell. Um, Yes, Talos Principle. Yeah, they, I mean, they've just, they've published so many things. Ollie Ollie, I think, is them. Yeah, yeah. So they, they do all sorts of stuff. It, odds are, if you keep up with the hot things in the indie scene, then odds are you all visualize. All right, so moving on from that, uh, it's time for the popular trophies. Take it away, Ace. Well, hey, okay. So, uh. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, my do that window to me my, every time. My window browser <laughs> is not big enough to actually show the button, so I have to, like, scroll over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright. Um. Right, thanks everyone. So, we're on the popular trophies for 18th of May, uh, 2017, 3 pm. Um, mm-hmm. so, we've got a few more entries this week. Um,. We've got a few that have bumped off. Let's Aww. see. Yeah, let's say goodbye to them, sadly. Um, but we've got a couple of uh, re-entries, um, mostly due to like patches and DLCs and stuff. But uh, yeah. let's get in with it. So we have to say goodbye to Prey, Abzu, and Alienation. Um, that was fast. That was, yeah. Well, certainly Abzu and Alienation were just the PS Plus ones, weren't they? But yeah. they're probably still beyond the chart, maybe a little bit. But... Uh, yeah, not everyone's focused this week. People people aren't down for the weird alien-looking things, I guess, huh? Mm, well, they seem to like Typewriter a bit more, because that's coming in at number 8 in the charts. At spot 49, so just in there. Collector just. just barely. Collector with 116 wins, uh, not other trophies, so it's down um, from uh, last time, but never mind. Mm-hmm. It was at spot 2, so... Oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, still clinging in there. Will it still be around next week? Probably not. But uh, I doubt We doubt it. Uh, in at number seven, we've got a new entry. We've got The Surge at spot 48. 
on my own two feet. 117 wins. So just picking past Type Rider there. If I'm not mistaken, that's the uh, Dark Souls style sci-fi game. Yeah, sort of like. The reviews have come in for it. Um, okay, but not particularly pleased. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like uh, I I appreciate that you wanted to go down that road, but Dark Souls has done it so well for so long that stepping into that arena is nothing short of a ballsy move. You know, it's like no matter what you do, it's going to be looked upon harshly unless you really knock it out of the park. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. Just beating that one to the punch. Number six is For Honor at spot 47. Uh, This is a re-entry, I think, due to a patch. I believe it's the uh, Shinobi patch. Shinobi patch. Uh, I only happen to see it in the headline somewhere. Uh, I haven't kept up with the game, so I have no idea what that means. I'm guessing it's probably another uh, class or classes uh, Mm -hmm. in the game, so the Shinobi would almost certainly be Samurai, I would guess. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. Ninjas. Yeah. Yep. Probably. Yeah. Samurai. Yeah. 118 wins. So they're very close. All of these ones, and mm-hmm. um, including number five, it's uh, 119 wins. Is Horizon Zero Dawn popping back into the chart? Let's say hello Ten again. Vulnerable machine. Sorry, stealing your thunder. I was a little puzzled by that one. <laughs> Yep, uh, 119 wins plus one other trophy, so just getting in there. That sounds like a really early, like... Uh, I don't know if it's a spot or anything. Killed 10 machines weak no. to fire while burning, or weak to freeze while frozen. Um, I think yeah, it's just that... fluke that it got in there, just again. Or yeah. The other... Yeah, just, uh, it's only four trophies, uh, four um, wins ahead of um, the one that's been ticking around quite a lot, which is at the very end of the chart, yeah, the ended the war yeah. machine threat, which is the, the kind of finishing trophy. The, so the ratio it, is only one point two six. I'm so. guessing maybe they fixed that one. Do you think people gone back, got maybe. that one, and then finishing the game? Maybe. I mean, who knows? It might just be that because uh, I mean, the game is. Uh, pretty open world, so maybe mm. people manage to actually beat the game or whatever without getting that, or just going back for cleanup. But that that would have been, I think, a hard one to uh, avoid. Uh, hitting vulnerable weak spots is uh, kind of a big deal in that game. So, <laughs> so to recap, the last five spots on the list are these four games. So oh, hopefully, four. the other games have more um, wins each. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. So the, yeah, these these four were all very close together, between 116 and 119. So there was very little in it for those ones. Yeah. So at spot number four is where we sort of jump up a little bit. Call of Duty Black Ops Three. Uh, the Eagle has landers. 165 wins. Um, that's not no. a typo. That's actually what it's called. That's yeah. That's what it's called. Huh. Yeah. No, that's not. That's not me. No. Um, the eagle has landers, so I don't know if that's kind of like you know base belonged to us or something. But well, uh, the game was originally in English, so I hope not. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's um. No, it's obviously uh, trying to do some kind of pun, like uh, landers, yeah. like moon landers, I assume. Right. I'm guessing it's like some yeah, like some three... kind of robot with like uh, landing skids or something. Yeah, in Ascension, escape on all three lunar landers. Ah, there we go. I guess it's, you know, yeah, it's a bit I said moon landers. So I guess it's a a pun on the eagle has landed, then landers, the vehicles. Moon landers, yeah. I'd have just gone with the eagle has landed. What's wrong with that? But anyway. I know, right? (laughs) Because you're not (laughs) landing, you're escaping. You are you are not as clever as the person who came up with these trophy titles. That's that's what happened. However uh, much ooh, sick burn, you know, however many tens of thousands of dollars they were probably paid to do that. <laughs> not 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 an insult to the person that did it, mind no. you. I, I'm just guessing that it was probably the lowest man on the totem pole. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Right, and then we've got uh, number three up from... Let's see, where was it last time? Let's uh, my history. Uh, last time it was at number five. It's now got up to number three. Is Palladian's Champions of the Realm. And we've got uh, Well Trained, which I'm pretty sure is just the, the tutorial completion one. 175 wins plus two other trophies sneaking in there. Hmm. Right, it's um, you you called it the same thing last week, last time. Yeah. It's paladins, my friend. Paladins, sorry. Paladins. <laughs> it's sorry. it's funny. Well, you know, I have some words like that where I say them wrong because as a kid, I like looked at it and I was like, ah, oh, it must be said like that, and I never fixed it, you know. But uh, I, I did almost ask. I was like, is that is that just how you guys say it, you know? Well, like aluminium and yeah, aluminium exactly. and palladium and paladin. Yeah, exactly. Because it's it's. Almost the same thing, right? If you if you well, um, kind of, mastered yeah, palladium into paladins, I would not forgive you. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, that's, that's, that would be the pinnacle of laziness. Right? Uh, are you done? <laughs> I wasn't. It. I wasn't referring keep, to you, Ace. I was more referring keep to. Keep digging. I wasn't even. The thing is that Brandon, I was making a slight at you instead of at Ace, so I, 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 I have to be embarrassed. I kind of, I kind of figured that you were. <laughs> Um, so, at uh, number two, taking quite a chunk of the chart, has to be said, is Tales mm. from the Borderlands. Spot number three, um, Welcome to Pandora, kiddos, which is the kind of starting one. Last. Yeah. Have I got... Did I say that right? <laughs> I believe so. That one, that one comes from Greek. Oh, okay, yeah. 222 <laughs> wins, plus 36 other trophies in the top 50 chart. That's a lot. That's, That's a lot. too many. This this wretched game is clogging up the whole charts. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's dominating the chart. Yes, um, but it's down. It's down a spot from last week, so it's it's gone into spot two, Good. which means at number one we have a new entry. Yeah, Injustice Two at spot number one with trophy untouchable, three hundred ninety-seven wins plus three other trophies in the top fifty chart. So it managed to make it to number one, so that's pretty good. Uh, the mm-hmm. game is not... Uh, do you guys have it yet, do you know? Um, obviously, it released Tuesday for us. Oh, things often release on a Friday here in the UK. Yeah, no, I know that's usually the case, but sometimes it's not for big stuff. Um, but So it's not even actually out everywhere yet, and it's managed right. to make it to the top spot. I'm reading that's the 19th, which is tomorrow in... Um, yes. In the UK. Well, giving away when we're recording, but yep. <laughs> uh, uh, so, for for a couple of days, not not a bad showing. Um, no, not bad at all. Go we'll ten... see how it is on Tuesday. Mm. Go ten seconds of the match without being hit by your opponent. Sounds good. Hmm. Just go and hide somewhere. Or, or open training. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Fantastic. That's it for the chart there. That's the top of the trophy pops. Um, So, real quick, I am going to bump up trivia so I don't forget it this time. Let's just do that real quick. Um, As of May 9th, which user on True Trophies has the highest TT leaderboard score? He's been there for a little while. Is it RoughDog4, XLuke, MaxiJody, or Hakum? Uh, what was the first one again? Rough Dog Four. Uh, I think it's that one. That's the, it's only one that kind of rings a bell. But I'm probably wrong. Um, from my perspective, as I understand it, Hakum was um, always the higher, and Rough Dog was always on his tail. Which metric are we going by? Uh, uh what do you mean? What What were you asking us? Which has the higher? Yeah, which has the higher TT leaderboard leaderboard score? So okay. their their actual TT score, not their um, PSN yeah, experience yeah, or what have you. Um, well, I don't know if it's a trick or not, but I'm just going to have to go with Hakum because the obvious answer. Yep, uh, you are correct. Ah, it okay. is indeed Hakum, uh, and you're right; he has been there for a little while. Um, it it is not entirely unlike uh, God. I can't even rem- remember his name on uh, TA. Yeah, um, I know who Tim uh, referring. 
the same guy was in the lead for forever. Is he still there? Yeah, I'm sure he had a, a very significant lead as Andersand. Oh no, actually, he's he's not. Huh? Uh, it used to it was Stallion, right? right. Stallion eighty three was number one. Um, the guy who was in second was Smirnov. Yeah. Um, and he has now taken the the lead by roughly a hundred thousand TA points. Wow. I feel like Stallion was motivated by his million goal and so on. Um, right. And perhaps thereafter he lost interest. But the thing is that because it's measured by TA score, it um, plays very much into ratios, so that can have um, a variable effect over time. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's true, yeah. Indeed. But yeah, so it is indeed Hakum that won that. So... We will now get into what we've been playing. Uh, first, we're going to jump on to our highlight, I think, which would be Contrast. Uh, yeah. Apparently, you've played Contrast recently. Oh, by the way, just for the record, um, Stallion has the higher game score, just to confirm that theory. Yep. Um, so Contrast, uh, I think Contrast is um, probably more relevant than it would seem, given that it's slightly forgotten in the fact that the developers are making uh, the upcoming game We Happy Few which you may have heard of, had a very compelling trailer. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that was them. Yeah, now you can connect the two things in Atmosphere. Um, yep. So We Happy Few is on the Xbox One preview, but it, I assume will come to PS4 when it is eventually finished. Um, yep. So as for the State of Contrast, it released uh, a fair while ago, one of the very early PS4 games, and I think perhaps had a PS3 version. Did it? Uh, you know, I don't remember. Because um, um, I, I, I mean, I I got a day one PS4 and it was part of the PS Plus. So exactly. Yeah. Playing. So a lot of our listeners will have access to it. Yeah. 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 Um, I had downloaded it to my PS4 a long time ago, thinking I'll play it. It's a fairly short game, and I'll um, see what the PS4 has to offer. But I haven't played it in so long, and I thought, let me play this and get this out of the way before it gets any older. Um, yeah. 2013, it came out. Um, so which, the is, which is when I played it. So forgive me if I'm a little bit rusty. <laughs> well, excellent. Then you played it much when it was more fresh. Yes. Um, the setting is like um, kind of Parisian. Uh, it's got a kind of uh, cabaret style to it. Uh, mm-hmm. The main character. Well, it's a difficult thing to say who the main character is because there are two main characters. Um, but the playable character is like a silent uh, cabaret star by appearance. And um, the other main character is a little girl who's um, sort of trying to uh, find her place in the world be- between her two parents, which have who have a, a complex sort of, relationship. Yeah. I, I wanted to say strange, but I don't even know if that's necessarily accurate. I mean, they, their interactions seem to be occurring throughout time, and yes, like, it's not like uh, dad just went and up and disappeared. You know, mm. the narrative unfolds over a kind of um, it seems to unfold overnight, but I can't tell if it's actually telling more of a story of a longer term um, place, the girl's yeah. place in a longer term uh, quarrel between the the two parents. Um, yeah, but as for the gameplay itself, um, the playable character, the main, uh, other than being sort of a platformer, the main difference is that the pl- the playable character can go into the shadows, into the wall, in a sort of Link Between Worlds style, a Zelda Link Between Worlds. Yep. Um, Con- contrasted at first. Well, they both released at the same time. So. I know. I know. <laughs> I looked into that, and they basically released at the same time. So all you can say is that it was a huge coincidence. Yeah, um, as you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, as I remember it. I remember the puzzles being pretty enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, not not the most complex most of the time, uh, but it did get a little bit weird towards the end. The uh, platforming. Uh, the the puzzling, I think, okay. more so. Uh, mm-hmm. Just. Trying to figure out what you were doing next was a little yeah. odd, as I remember. I feel like it, as it, much as it is a, a capable platformer, 
for me, I think the reason I talked more about the story and the atmosphere is that I think those are the more compelling aspects of the game. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, the platforming's it's... not bad, but if you w- just wanted a platformer, if you love platformers, there are better PR platformers out Agreed. there. Agreed. Um, but at the same time, it's not. It's definitely not a walking simulator. Um, it's got gameplay along with the unfolding story, and it's mm-hmm. quite interesting environments that you walk around in and jump around in and do stuff. So it's a mix. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, the the story is enjoyable. Well, mm. yeah, it's sort of enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> it it is kind of a complex story, and you know, it, it's this girl trying to figure out, you know what the hell's going on in her life. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that it, it handles it pretty well. Um, you can't really talk about it too much because obviously it'll all be spoilers. Mm. But I, I do think that it's an interesting experience and I would certainly recommend it. Um, I have to imagine you'd be able to get it at a fairly um, cut rate price nowadays. Yeah, it's I'm sure it's in sales all the time. Three and a half years. So I'm sure if you wait for a fire sale or something, it'll pop up and you can get it at a good price. But yeah, the, the main selling point is definitely the atmosphere and story, um, which the story actually takes place largely through uh, sort of silhouettes and shadows, mm. uh, which is kind of interesting. I think it's really cool. It was yeah. very well presented and it's not just like a flat picture, um, but a variety of different portrayals. Yeah. Absolutely. And and so it adds a little bit of extra life, but it, it doesn't give you full detail, which is kind of nice. It it does a good job of giving you what you need and allowing you to sort of fill things in yourself. Mm. So other than that, what have you been playing? I, I think uh, perhaps I'll talk about um, my other game next week. Otherwise, okay, we don't have sure. much time. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. Um, why don't you go ahead, Ace? Uh, okay, not been doing a lot. Actually, been quite busy, but um, I played a, a little bit of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on on the Switch and enjoying that. Love all the battle modes and maps that they've added. Yeah, it's a lot more of a full around a game now than um, yeah. the non Deluxe on the Wii on the Wii U was. Um, and it's uh, it's pretty good. Got to try it out a few times sort of multiplayer local with other people and and every time it's been uh, been a good laugh uh i have a little bit of trouble with um the joy cons you get kind of a bit of a hand cramp with them i i i'm more yeah. used to using the um the pro controller or um i've tried it with a wheel sometimes but mm. it's not great there <laughs> is a huge variety of um options for this though. yeah yeah uh do a little better in the sort of Two Joy Cons, just sort of, I don't know, would you call it slouch mode? I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Um, that's, that's kind of good. But, um, but then I start to forget about which buttons do what. <laughs> I have to try and remind myself. That's, that's the problem, isn't it? When when you've got multiple different ways of playing a game, controller-wise, mm-hmm. then you've got to try and train your brain to be able to. Remember. I mean, the same. That's the pro controller. No, I mean between if you're switching between a single Joy Con and dual oh, Joy Cons. Yeah. Then it's it's a very different sort of style, and you can your brain can sometimes get a bit a bit confused. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's good. Um, I love it. I I do hope that they can bring some more content to it DLC wise because I do think um, only eight maps is a bit on the small side. It would be mm. nice if they could do some DLC down the line, and add like another another eight to that, or maybe two lots it's of possible. four. That that I mean, would be good. Didn't didn't they essentially do that um, with the original when they yeah. released the maps? They they didn't even just like, oh well, here's like four. They doubled the number of cups or something like that. Yeah, uh, something absurd. So yeah. it, it's definitely possible they could mm. do that. So I, uh, since I have been traveling, I took my Vita and I played uh, Resogun again and platinumed platinumed it again and it was awesome uh, which is actually kind of ironic considering you were just playing contrast uh because Resogun was the other ps plus game that was free at the time all right <laughs> so, uh, 
but yeah, so that that was a lot of fun. It is still a fantastic game. It is a really tight experience. Everything is important. All of the visual cues, all the audio cues. It's just a very fine crafted. Uh, if you like very fast, very tough, very fair games, I would definitely recommend that you check it out. It's a sort of side-scrolling, sort of shooter type of um, Defender-style game, like classic Defender. you got to save the little human people and destroy all the aliens and all that stuff. So, very, very fun. All right. That's going to be it for us this week. Um, I've got to run. I've got places to go, people to see, uh, things to sell. <laughs> so, um, you can always follow us uh, at True Trophies, at uh, Mega Brand Zero. Uh, we're on iTunes, rate us there. Uh, we're on Google Play, rate us there. You can subscribe to us on the site, on YouTube. We are all over the place. Uh, if you want to show some appreciation, the best thing you can do is subscribe and rate us and you know get us out there tell people hey you should listen to us and that's the best way of doing it. so if you could please do that that'd be fantastic thanks for joining us this week and we will see you soon have a great one bye see you around see ya